Hi there, everyone, and welcome to the Athlete Cafe. Hi, guys. I'm Carly, former collegiate lacrosse player. I'm Abby, former gymnast and collegiate dancer. I'm Frances, former collegiate track athlete. And I'm Emily, former collegiate volleyball player. Let's get into today's topics and see what's on the menu. Large cappuccino. Orders up. Welcome back. Yay. Hi. Happy to be back. Happy to be back as well. Look at us in all our coordinated 4th of July-esque attire. Secret theme America. USA. USA. Tried our best to fill in for the holiday coming up. I feel like our outfits really describe our personalities right now. Carly, maybe not so much. I I went through a very large flannel phase, but I only wear like L.L. Bean. That's it. I have like the cheap ones. Yeah, or I have like 15 in my closet, but I only wear one. Like I only reach for the one. Yeah, but... But I appreciate Fran- like the jean jacket look. Yeah. That's more of where I used to say. Francis being the one that's <laughs> put together out of our group is <laughs> spot on. Makes the most sense. But good. Okay. Well, good. Well, happy 4th of July to anybody who's listening. I know it's going to come up in a few days after this releases. So mm-hmm. excited to have our first holiday that we're experiencing on the oh, podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So trying to be a little more festive and bring out some of our personalities for you guys <laughs> to continue to get to know us a little bit. Um Okay, so today we want to really talk about, I know in our last podcast, we went through the idea of coping with mistakes, but we kind of started off with the thought of like more of the feeling and understanding of coping Mm -hmm. with mistakes a little bit. So Mm -hmm. we talked a lot about just what is a composed athlete? What do you view as composure yourself? Mm -hmm. And then we kind of went into the idea of how our mistakes uh, trigger a certain emotion or a certain belief, Mm -hmm. which then creates the emotion. So it's not the mistake creating the emotion. It's the belief around the mistake Mm -hmm. that's creating the emotion. So hopefully you guys listened to that episode that aired a couple weeks ago, but I just wanted to give a small recap of that beforehand. So is there anything you guys want to add to that? I don't think so. Sounds pretty good. Sweet. So today we're going to get into a little more of the tangibles, kind of like what we promised last time. And I know that's kind of, I feel like when any of our athletes come to us, that's most of the time what they're looking for is how to do it as quick as possible and figure something out, um, which is totally understandable. But like we always say, it takes time and Mm -hmm. um, takes some practice to do it just like you would anything else. But I know a lot of times any of our our clients like to just have the takeaways. So we want to get into some of those today for you. And hopefully as you're listening, um, I know Carly, you always say this, some of things work, some things don't. And being able to take what you can and trying something new is always cool too, but being able to see, okay, like what would apply best for me skill-wise, what would be best in my sport. And we're going to give you different examples of how to possibly apply that in different settings and environments too. So We talk about coping with mistakes a lot. So this yeah, is, oh, it's a sure. reoccurring theme. Yeah. One of our favorite topics, I think. I always enjoy talking about it because it's just like we said last time, it's such a important part of sport and just such a, I think, aspect and hopefully the way we shed light on it um, just gives a different perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I think it just always comes up, you know, time and time again, no matter how long we've seen an athlete for, because you're always going to be making new mistakes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think kind of back to Carly's point of, there's going to be certain things that work for you. There's going to be certain things that don't. And, you know, maybe for this type of mistake, one of these kind of tangible techniques we talk about will work. Then, you know, 
six weeks from now, you're going to encounter an entire different type of mistake and maybe mm-hmm. that one's not going to work. Yeah. So you need to kind of have more tools in your back pocket than you're actually going to need on a day-to-day basis, but having some mm-hmm. options. And we always talk about, but I feel like that, to your point, is the timing of when the mistake happens, right? Like, is it in a high-pressure situation, you know, bases loaded, you're tied, like, and you make a mistake, right? Like, or is it, um, you know, in the beginning of the game, you have a lot more time to make up for it, whatever that looks like. And I think different skills and different tangibles will work for the different um, timing of that mistake. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great example. I always I remember specifically I've talked to more basketball examples for some reason, but mm-hmm. like I'll have kids come up and be like, oh, I was I had the free throw to win the game and I went up there and I missed it and I lost the entire game for my team. Yeah. I was like, okay, so <laughs> if you would have taken that same free throw in the first quarter in the first two minutes, would you have felt the same? No. Okay. okay. Yeah. Why? Like it's the same so, mistake, but yeah. you're just at different points. So understanding that like you making that same mistake at a different time, you're not losing the game for your team. Exactly. You're not doing that. Yeah. And, you know, you might need one of these techniques when you have that, mm-hmm. you know, emotion really tied heavy. to it. You're going to need mm-hmm. one kind of coping skill. And, you know, if it's in the first quarter and you just, you know, it's not that big of a deal, you feel okay with it, right? It's maybe a different one, a quicker one to kind of help mm-hmm. you get over it. Right. So they mean different things at different times, mm-hmm. which means you might need different coping skills mm-hmm. at different sure. times. I think the beauty of like us in our sessions with our clients is that we provide every single one to yeah. them. Like right. everyone yeah. that we know of, we provide because we always say, you know yourself best, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So, hey, do you, like I, the, the way I do it, I don't know, you guys could do it differently, but I, you know, state the one, I explain it, and then I say, what do you feel about this yep. one? Like, mm-hmm. do you feel like this would be something that would work for you? Or are you like, heck no? Like, is this in, in one ear, out the other yeah. type of thing? Or put it in your back pocket, and maybe you're like, oh, maybe this does work more yeah. than I yeah, thought it right. was in the yep. moment, right? So Those are my favorite moments where they're like, that one's never going to work to me. Like, I kind of think that one's dumb. Mm-hmm. And then the next and day, they they're like, well, actually, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that's yeah. why that's why it's still worth our time to talk right. about it. Yeah. And I think, yeah. you know, I've done a couple of sessions recently with some teams and some clinics where I'm out, you know, at the facilities working with teams and doing these things. And you can kind of tell who checks out for certain ones. And I, you know, I've kind of told them, I'm like, Hey, this one might not make sense to you, but it might make sense to your teammate. So one, you know, give them, you know, the same respect that they're going to give you for the one that they don't really like, but also, right. Like, and I know you're going to kind of get this into this in a little bit, mm-hmm. Francis, but, you know, maybe it doesn't work for you, but it works for your teammate. But because you understand what that technique is, can you can be supportive of them. Or when you're kind of all out of options and your teammate's like, hey, I know you don't really like this one, but it works for me. You've at least heard it. You understand it. So you mm-hmm. can, Being you know, to it. be willing to try yeah. and try something different if nothing else right. is working that day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So I tell all my athletes when I, in our first session, like I'm, us, any of us are going to give you all the tools and I want you to pick and choose and create your toolbox. Mm-hmm. So yep. Yep. having all of those things, we're going to spray it all at you and being able to pick the ones that work for you or just have an awareness of it, like you said, Carly, is so important. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So let's get into them. I know. Okay, so I'll start. This yeah. is one that, you know, I will kind of give my gymnastics example of it, mm-hmm. and then I think maybe if you guys have some other ways that you've applied it with some of your athletes. But it's this technique that we like to call walk it over. Mm-hmm. So it's idea of, you know, you make a mistake – And kind of the formula I've explained to athletes is you make the mistake and you kind of have to feel bad about it for a second. Then you need to stop and you kind of need to redirect to the next thing, right? Mm -hmm. So a lot of these techniques are that stop moment. Mm -hmm. So it's a really intentional moment. 
So for this example, you know, you'll pick a spot on the ground between you and kind of where you need to go. So for me, let's say, you know, I fell on beam and I need to walk over to my gym bag, right? I just Mm -hmm. need to go grab some water. I'm going to pick a, you know, a spot on the floor. And as I kind of focus on that and as I approach that spot, I'm going to think about all the mistakes, you know, my frustrations, you know, what are my teammates thinking? What are my coaches thinking? You know, how does that affect how I'm going to place or score or anything? As soon as I physically step over that spot, right? So your body and your mind are kind of working together on this piece, which we always talk about. You know, you have to connect the two pieces. So as you step over that spot physically, right, it's kind of your barrier that you're stepping over. Mm -hmm. And as soon as you step over that spot, as soon as you walk it over, you got to let go of the mistake. So you Mm kind of leave it in the past and then you redirect your focus. Okay, what am I going to focus on instead? What am I, you know, I'm still good. I still can do this. I still have another chance, right? And then you get, you know, ready to compete again. So I use this example a lot with my gymnast, right? When you're competing vault, right? You get two chances. You get two vaults. So you maybe go up for the first vault, you know, you fall, you just kind of stop on the board, right? You, you know, fell forward or you just did, it wasn't your best, right? As you're walking back, right? You're following a tape measure, right? Because mm-hmm. you have your starting number. Pick a spot, right? You can mark it with chalk. You can mark it with tape. Oh, it's just a teammate, right? And as soon as you step over that line, you stop thinking of the first vault and you think of it, you know, the next one, right? And the same thing can happen in practice, right? I'm in the corner tumbling on floor. I, you know, bail in the middle of a skill or, you know, just kind of a crazy turn. As I'm walking back around the edge of the floor to get to, you know, try it again, same thing. As I approach this spot that I've picked on the line, I'm going to think about all my mistakes, all the things that are frustrating me as soon as I step over it, focusing on the next turn. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's, like, super similar to, like, a couple of track events, too, like pole vault, long jump, triple jump. Like, they have that tape measure kind of uh-huh, lined up. Yeah. And they have um, three attempts at the height. Mm-hmm. Or, like, with long jump, they have, like, three attempts to get, like, their furthest. Their and, um And so, like, if they make a mistake that first time, they're walking back and they can kind of, like, pick out that spot to mm-hmm. walk it over and leave the last one in the past. I like that. Yeah. I love this one because you can apply it to literally any, any sport. sport. Like yep. I, yeah. I told my one of my basketball players the other day, I was like, pick a speck of dust yeah. on the court. I don't care what you pick. <laughs> yeah. Pick yeah. a line, right? Yeah. Pick something that's obviously there. But like also if you aren't near a line, like literally there's going to be stuff on the floor. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Choose it and make that your intentional stopping piece of I'm mm-hmm. not thinking about this mistake after I pass mm-hmm. this, run past this, skate past this, whatever that looks like for you in your sport. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Swimming, right? In yeah. the bottom of the pool. There's lines in the bottom of the pool. Oh, I like yeah. that yeah. one. I don't so, know if I've one. talked to a swimmer about that mm-hmm. one before. Or like the um, lane markers. Some of them have different colors, right? Mm-hmm. You swim past one of the colors, like mm-hmm. all of those different That's things. So yep. it's definitely applicable to many different yeah. sports, yep. which is awesome. So, And I do think the biggest challenge in this one, though, is like it's it comes back to this active choice. Yes. You yes. have to actively choose in your mind, which can be the hardest part yep. of saying, I just got to let it go. Yep. It's done. It's over with. No use in dwelling on it. Because like you said, sometimes you have like involved a second chance to yeah. do it. Long jump, second chance to do it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, why are we going to let that dictate that next attempt it's mm-hmm. over with so I'd say that's probably the biggest challenge with this one is like consciously doing it and consciously putting it away but it can be so helpful for some of these yeah situations. and I've had even a couple of athletes um a golfer in particular and then I think he's hockey maybe you know he was trying this and it was he was almost there but he wasn't feeling like he was being as intentional with it as he needed to be and I think same thing for you know the golfer that I worked with she was like I'm trying but 
you know, I, I, am, I need to focus on it a little bit more. So, you know, she would do it and he would do it while he was skating that he wanted to skate over his, you know, picked line with his right foot. Right. So he intentionally, you know, he would have to change his gait a little bit so that he could step over that line or skate over that line with his right foot. And I think hers was her left foot because that was her dominant foot. Right. And so that was their way of they tried it. It it helped, but not as much as they wanted it to be. So So they took it one step forward or Mm -hmm. they made it personalized to them of, you know, I need to really be focusing on that spot and notice, Okay. I'm paying attention because I notice that I'm about to step over it, not mm-hmm. on my dominant foot or, you know, whatever foot I've decided. And it just brings their intention back to it because they have to think about it a little harder. Yeah. I think that's a good point in the mm-hmm. sense of just because it doesn't work the first time doesn't mean it's a failure, right? right. It doesn't mean it's never going to work. Yeah. Like sometimes you just have to adjust a few things, you know? So yes, we are going to give you guys so many tangibles today, but if you, one speaks to you, keep trying it multiple yeah. times yeah. And until then a, you're really modify, like, adjust, fine tune. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, it's also, it takes time to develop any skill right. in your sport, mm-hmm. any physical skill, right? You would never get up and, you know, try something new for the first time in a competition mm-hmm. or a new strategy or a new skill, right? Just like they take time to develop and practice, right? Mm-hmm. It's going to take time to develop these mental skills too. Right. It's the same thing. So yeah. you just got to be patient with it sometimes, which I know is so hard to hear. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so frustrating sometimes, but, you know it does take practice. That's why we talk about it so many times Mm -hmm. over and over again with these same athletes that we work with. Cool. Okay. So that's the first one to walk it over, over. walk it over technique. I think, um, I mean, I think one that I feel like is most popular with like all of my athletes, the one that they like the best is the like flush it mistake, Mm -hmm. uh, like I'm coping with mistake. And so, um, I, th- I like this one because it's something that, like, each of my athletes can, like, pick their own yes, thing that's with. that's what's so, so helpful. Um, it's, like, a physical or, like, symbolic gesture that you do to, like, tell yourself that you're, like, flushing it out of your system. You're flushing out of that mistake. And so, like, I know um, a lot of my basketball athletes, they, like, wipe the bottom of their shoe because that's, like, something that, like, if you do that in a game, no one's, like, looking at you Mm -hmm. weird, right? Like, that's, like, typical for your sport, but um, they can be, like, intentional about it and, like, do that as, like, a gesture of, like, okay, I'm letting go of that, like, missed shot or, like, bad play, whatever. Um, And so, and, like, every sport can, like, pick something different like I've had people like fix their ponytails oh, like tighten classic. that right um I've had uh people like fix their hat like with baseball and like you can literally make it anything but like tying in that like physical piece to it is like that physical reminder that you need to flush it out of your system yeah. right so. so instead of just saying okay I'm not gonna think about it anymore there's right. that like stop moment of you know I'm gonna adjust my hat like mm-hmm. you know whatever and as soon as I do that that's my stopping point on focusing on that mistake and then it resets the play, Mm -hmm. resets the moment to the next one. When I was in college, actually, before I even knew mental performance was a thing, (laughs) um, (laughs) my coach initiated the flush it. And this is what we would do. This was our hand signal to all of our teammates. And when we were on the field together, she would say, like, flush it. And if, like, my teammate made a mistake, we would do this to each other. No words, just this, aka, like, Ah. I support you. I'm here for you. I know that you made this mistake. I know you're pissed off. But, like, flush it, right? I love that idea. We would always do this. Like, I don't know. Like, that's that's yeah, like, yeah. yeah. So that was our physical gesture, and I didn't, I didn't even know I was doing this. I, I don't know if I've ever, you know, thought of it that way or had somebody say that, like, having, like, a, a universal, yeah. universal mm-hmm. one, right? We talk about make it individual, 
and make mm-hmm. it personalized for you. But I love that idea of, you know, having that moment. Cause sometimes you don't even know you're holding on to a mistake, but right. your mm-hmm. team kind of knows that your coach just is like, I know you guys, I know yeah. that this is your pattern that as soon as this happens, like the momentum's going to change or we're just going to kind of, you know, lose it a little bit. So having that idea of let's have something as a team where, you know, with that, you know, coach saying flush it or whatever, you don't have to explain to your team at that moment what Mm -hmm. that means, right? It's not this big, long conversation. It is a quick, immediate, everybody understands what the concept behind that is. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that. It was super nice because, and I hear, I'm sure you guys hear this too, but I hear a lot from my athletes, like, I'm so concerned about what my teammates are thinking of me when Mm -hmm. I make that mistake. And so when you have your teammate literally go into you, it is okay, flush it. Like Mm -hmm. there is nothing better than that feeling of like, okay, so if they don't care, like why Why do I I care? I totally forgot about this, but I've been working with a coach lately um, and he, he's a softball coach and he was saying that um, he, I don't know if he knew her or he had read it somewhere, but there was one of the college coaches, she's very well known in the softball world, but she actually bought like a plastic toilet (gasps) and stuck it in their dugout. And every time, I forget how exactly it works, but every time the girls would come in and like something had happened, whether it was like personally for them or it was like well Well known known. that someone had made a mistake in the field or batting like they had to literally go up and like flush the toilet I forget if they put something in there or like what happened but he's like I literally want to buy like a plastic toilet off Amazon for my kids because it just you bring it to that next level of the physical piece and I and I feel like so many people like um like when I talk to my athletes they're like oh yeah I just gotta like flush my mistake like Mm -hmm. without like they use that terminology like without like even knowing and then it's now we're attaching a meaning to it it. right so we're working with what they're already naturally thinking what they're Mm -hmm. already naturally doing and just attaching that intention behind Mm -hmm. it I will say I have um a new client and she was just telling me she's like I literally hate so much when people tell me to flush it like Mm. I hate it because I kind of going against our point right here, but um, I hate it because she's like, I want to feel that emotion. I don't want to forget about it in that moment. And I want to feel it and then figure out a way to like cope with it. So once again, going back to what we've been saying this entire podcast, like you might be a person that wants to feel that emotion, feel that disappointment, feel that upsetness in that moment. And that's fine. But this is a good way for you to just be like, okay, I I feel it. And then I'm letting it go. I was going to say, like, that's an adjustment of you don't have to flush it right away and pretend it's not there, but feel it for a few minutes and then flush and And do whatever you have to do. And I think that's an important thing. Like, you know, we a lot of athletes need to let go of those feelings Mm -hmm. and kind of cope with these mistakes in the moment, right? For her, she doesn't, but she knows why, right? right. She knows the why behind why she's letting that happen. And Mm -hmm. we all, I know, go to this, like, I don't really care what you do or what the technique is or what happens as long as you can tell me why Mm -hmm. and why it's helping you. Yeah. Yeah. As long as you can give me that, I'll pretty much back up whatever you, whatever you think is best. Yep. If you like what you're listening to, be sure to follow The Athlete Cafe on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. You can find us wherever you enjoy listening to your podcasts. Hope you enjoy the rest of the episode. Yeah. I will say, though, that the flush it one is probably one of my favorites. Personally. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, to go through, but also to do just I think I subconsciously did that in college when I played mm-hmm. sports anyway, and I wish I would have known yeah. that it was an actual yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like um, – that was something I subconsciously did in college, but like running wise, it was when I would take off my spikes after event, mm. like taking off my spikes was like, okay, like that race is over. It's mm-hmm. done. Yeah. Like I put on my shoes, I go for my jog, do whatever. Um, 
but like that was kind of like my flush it yeah thing, so maybe so. not after a mistake but like after, but after a performance, like a performance. And, like yeah. i'm leaving this in the past and yep. i'm moving on mm-hmm. to my next identity kind of like we've talked about yeah yeah not like podcasts. that yeah. i've even used it like in our office right like there'll be times <laughs> where i am working on something or i'm trying to brainstorm something and like I write something out and I'm like, wow, I really don't like that. And I, you know, kind of delete it all. There are times where I will like push my chair back from my desk, like take a deep breath and then like roll myself back in, right? Mm -hmm. It's that moment of, okay, I don't like what just happened. I feel like I kind of messed that one up. Like I didn't Mm -hmm. produce something I was happy with. Got to like take a step back so I don't Mm -hmm. get frustrated about it. And then like I roll myself back in. Yeah, Yeah, it's a good point too that I know we're talking about these things in an athletic sense, Mm -hmm. but these can be skills that you can practice in your day-to-day life for things that are frustrating for things, mistakes you make just at home or with friends. Like they can be applied anywhere to make you kind of just process that and feel it a little bit better. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah, I think, you know, another one that I really like that – is kind of the same idea of like you have to think about it, give it its time and effort, and then you got to stop and just kind of move on to the next one. Um, This is one that we've kind of recently renamed, and I know, you know, people are kind of catching on to this idea, but it's this idea of, you know, this five-second rule Mm -hmm. or, you know, we've kind of renamed it or I've renamed it this idea of like you got to be a goldfish, Mm -hmm. right? A goldfish has like a three-second memory (laughs) and then it kind of has to move on, right? And I think it goes back to our point where, eventually you have to remember the mistake, right? It is a very beneficial, very helpful learning tool. But when you are in that moment, you got to just let it go for a minute and, you know, Mm -hmm. move past it. So I think, you know, they say a goldfish has a three second memory. I've been telling athletes, I'll give you five. Mm -hmm. I'll give you five seconds. I'll give you 10 seconds if you need a little bit longer, right? And it's this idea of you're allowed to be upset about a mistake. You are allowed to be frustrated. You are allowed to be concerned about what your parents, teammates, coaches are going to think about it, right? So spend the three seconds doing that. Spend the five seconds doing that. And then, you know, you got to be a goldfish and you have to move on to the next turn and, you know, refocus on what, you know, what goals do I need to accomplish on this turn? What corrections, what adjustments do I need to make? You know, how do I need to read this play better? But it's this idea of focus on the mistake for a second and then you got to be a goldfish and move on. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, this could be a really good one maybe – like you were talking about, like your team had to flush it, right? You, If you as a team know that somebody's getting caught up, you can look at them and be like, hey, Emily, you got to be a goldfish. Mm-hmm. Or like, hey, Francis, I know oh, that God. probably sucked, but like, let's be a goldfish right now, right? Yeah. And you'll know what that means. It's kind of a silly, goofy thing. But mm-hmm. if your team kind of gets on board with that, you don't have to explain the meaning behind it. Just say, hey, we're going to be a goldfish and move on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like this a lot with volleyball too. Um, I was thinking about it as we've created that in a little more defined way, but like volleyball in itself, a play lasts about 10 seconds. And then in between, Mm -hmm. before the whistle's blown again, it's about five to 10 seconds. Mm -hmm. So if you end the play with a hit out of bounds or you serve the ball out of bounds, you got about five or 10 seconds before the ref blows the whistle for the next serve. So use that time that's already calculated into the Mm -hmm. game to be that goldfish and to kind of like give yourself that time to be frustrated. And then once that whistle blows, it's over. It's Next over. thing, moving on. So I like that. And I think a lot of sports, it does create those already integrated yeah. five to 10 mm-hmm. seconds of how you can choose to like calculate and focus that um, that time spent on thinking about the mistake and then moving on from yeah. it. Yeah, I like yeah. that. And, and like I know like with this one, it's like thinking about like that shorter time period, five, 10 seconds, whatever. Um, but I just, I really like the aspect of like giving yourself the time to be frustrated Mm -hmm. and so like I've told like a couple of my kids I'm like whether it's like five ten seconds if 
like depending on the sport, like um, I know like with my runners, like if they have a bad race, but they got to go back out there for a relay or their next race, right? Um, giving themselves like a minute or yeah. two to like yeah. sit by themselves, not in the tent, like not around anyone, but like sit there and just like stew in those emotions. But like just having that um, moment to just process it and let that emotion kind of like regulate itself. And then you get up and you get your spikes and you're like, okay, I got to get back out there. But like, I feel like that's so valuable. Just giving that whatever amount of time that is like that fits in your sport, but giving that space to be like, it's okay to be frustrated. Uh-huh. No, no one's telling you that you have to be happy after you make a mistake. Oh, like no. that's not the response that's going to come. So um, you're going to be frustrated. You're going to be disappointed. There's going to be that like negative feeling. So allow that space and then pack it yeah. up. Kind of I, I love that idea of like, sometimes you just got to throw yourself a pity party. Yeah. I tell my athletes all the time, there is power in having a pity party and kind of to your point, go take a minute or two and, you know, sit in those negative feelings, you know, sulk a little bit, feel bad for yourself, get it out of your system now, like mm-hmm. dedicate a specific place and time to feel bad about it. Yep get it all out and then move on. Because, you know, if you don't do that, little bits and pieces are going to bubble to the surface throughout the rest of the day, right? So give yourself a minute or two, give yourself a pity party, get it out of your system so it doesn't keep creeping in the rest of the day. And I think, you know, for parents who are listening to this, like the car ride home, whether you are an hour away from your events, whether you're 10 minutes away, like Give your kid that that time in the car to not speak about what just mm-hmm. happened. Yeah. Give that your kid that time to, to be process. upset, right? Yep. Like I've had a lot of parents be like, well, my, my kid's throwing a fit. And I'm like, well, they're upset about their performance. <laughs> yeah. like, right. Let them be upset, you right. know? So that's set amount of time. I love that set amount of time. I think that's mm-hmm. a really good one. Yeah, I like it a lot. Um, what was the last one we had? Uh, the positive teammate one. Um, so with this one, so I, I – like this because it was something that one of my baseball kids before we even talked about like how to handle mistakes he was just like um he was talking about like in a game he like made a mistake and he was like but like I know like if my teammate made it like I would just tell them to like oh like get the next one like you're fine and so he was like so I just told myself that and I'm like yeah that's (laughs) one of the ways you can do it and so yeah like this positive teammate positive coach one is like um like you know what you would say to your teammate if they made a mistake so why can't you say that to yourself Mm -hmm. in those moments and like being able to like be that supportive teammate for yourself or like um if like your coach is like really supportive after like what what would a positive coach say to you in that moment and being able to use that internally and actually tell yourself that so Mm -hmm. I thought that yeah I like that one I like that one too think it's like I always say this and this may be a little harsh but like (laughs) I know exactly what you're about to say and I love this one yes I just say like if you're not going to take talk nicely to yourself or you're not going to speak nicely to yourself why should anyone else Mm -hmm. like I just think you should be your number one fan you should be the one that is like like hyping yourself up being Mm -hmm. the one that like believes in yourself because why should your coach say anything nice to you if you are talking crap to yourself, you know, right. and, yeah. and just being so hard and negative to yourself, you know? And to speak on that, I feel like a lot of my kids who don't believe in themselves, kind of going back to confidence a little bit or just, you know, the belief in their abilities, mm-hmm. 
if they don't believe it, they're not going to believe it when it's coming from their coaches or their yeah. teammates. They're like, it just goes right over their head in one mm. ear, out the other. It's mm. like, oh, why would they're, they don't mean that, don't you mean know? That. So you do have to truly start with mm. yourself. And if you can't, that's where we got to really take some work on. And Emily, you always say, they would not say it if they didn't mean it. Yeah. Like they would yes. not take the time out of their day to be like, great job or you're killing it or I'm proud of you. Like mm -hmm. if they did not mean that. Right. They have too many other things to worry about yes. to come up with. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, the more you can practice talking to yourself like that or, you know, okay, what would I tell a teammate if they were in my exact situation, right? It's going to get easier every single time you do it. It is mm -hmm. just going to get easier. You are going to start, you know, setting an example for your team of like, this is just how we're going to handle mistakes and it's going to be okay. And mm -hmm. I've got your back, you've got my back. And like, mm -hmm. just as a team, we're going to be that supportive, positive environment mm -hmm. so that mistakes just aren't that big of a deal. Mm -hmm. But you got to, you got to put some effort into it to get right. to that point where that's okay on your yep. kind of culture and your team. And you might be the type of person that's like, I want um, more like, cheerful or happy, you know, comments from my teammates or my coach, like, you got it. Like, you're great. Like, mm -hmm. keep going. Or you might be, might be the person that's like, just need go, that like, harsh. get over it. Yeah. Type of thing. Yeah. That harsh, direct communication. Yep. So say that to yourself. If that's what you want yeah. from other people, say it to yourself. You know, right. yeah. doesn't have to be mean. Like, I suck. Why did I have to do that? I should mm -hmm. just quit my sport. It can just be very, move on. Yeah. Right? yeah. And that's mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. yeah. As long direct. as it works for you and you know mm -hmm. why that works mm -hmm. for you mm -hmm. and that helps you get over that mistake. By all means, whatever's gonna work. Mm -hmm. We love some good self talk. Oh, yeah. Self talk. <laughs> yes. Um, this is a newer one that we haven't really talked about. I haven't even told you guys this yet, but one of my new clients, he used to, which he's gonna start doing now again because he realized it worked kind of like that. Why? Yeah. Um, was that he would put tape around his hockey stick at the very bottom and he would draw a stick figure on it. Okay. Not sure why, but mm -hmm. a stick figure. He liked it. And that was his, like, cue to himself, like, this is, like, a part of me in the game. And, like, I don't care what happens in this game. Like, oh, wow. look, I'm looking at this stick figure on the end of my stick. And every time I look at that, like, I just need to, like, be accepting of myself. Uh, so my I, oh, I was going to say, I know. Chills. I know. And he said the only reason why I stopped was because people were judging him and people would be like, why I, do you have this stick figure on the bottom of your stick? And it works. So he it would works. feel judgment. Yes, and he was, yes. like, talking to me. He's like, I'm going to start doing that again because I don't care. Like, at this point, no, if this helps I think me play hockey the way better. I want to be playing hockey, I'm going to do it. I'm like, yeah, yeah. maybe I, they should use some of I that. And I think that's a home. really yeah. important point. You know, a lot of the things that we talked about, right, basketball, you can wipe the bottom of your shoes and nobody mm -hmm. really knows what you're doing, so it doesn't draw attention right. to yourself. If it draws attention to you mm -hmm. by doing that but it still works for you, who cares? Yeah. Who cares? I have an athlete that I'm working with right now and, you know, she competes at a pretty high level in her sport and, you know, it's not a very popular sport. It's a little, you know, more of a niche kind of thing. And so everybody knows everybody, you know, she lives mm -hmm. at the training center. It's, you know, there's this weird social component about it, but when she makes a mistake, she will just scream. Like she just goes to the edge of the mat. She goes to the edge after a match and she mm -hmm. just screams. And people, she's like, I get the weirdest looks. And she's like, I'm kind of known as that like weird girl that screams. She's like, but it works. It works. Yeah. It works. And I'm like, dude, like if it yeah. works for you, use it. Or, yeah. you know, when she's trying to get through a really hard workout or one of her really hard training matches and, you know, she is noticing time and time again that she's making mistakes or she's getting really frustrated, she sings to herself. Mm -hmm. She will sing or out loud. And she's like, it kind of is a good tactic because it throws 
you know, my opponent off because all of a sudden she's singing and she's like, and it's usually a weird song from some like anime show that I, (laughs) I'm the only one that knows what I'm saying, but I don't care. And she, same thing. She kind of got out of the habit of singing or she felt a little self-conscious about screaming kind of after she made Mm -hmm. a mistake. But, you know, we talked about the same thing. If it works for you and you know why it works for you and it will help you kind of cope with that mistake, do it. Mm -hmm. Because when you start winning nobody's going to no care. Gonna care. No, and you know yeah. what they're going to ask you? How did you, how do you, how do you that? What do you do that I don't do? You're going to be the well, only person out them. there that can like handle mm-hmm. your mistakes yeah. and yeah. keep it and, moving. So. And everybody, you know, you just inevitably have to cope with mistakes, right? Yes. It's just part of it. If you're, you know, if you made a mistake and you've gotten Not back at a practice or whatever, you inherently cope with mistakes. Mm-hmm. Eventually time, you know, will heal that emotion, whatever. But if you can do it intentionally and figure out how to do it purposefully and on like doing it on purpose. We talk about time and time again. If you can on purpose cope with a mistake and get over a mistake, mm-hmm. you're 10 steps ahead of everybody else. Right. Because they're yeah. naturally going to do it, but you're doing it on purpose. You know how to make it happen and you know why it works for you. Mm-hmm. So when I think about mistakes, I think about two things. I think about that intentional effort of choosing to move on or whatever those things, choosing to use these tools and tactics that we've given. And then the other piece I always think about is just the acceptance piece of Mm -hmm. like, mistakes are going to happen. They are part of sport. I'm accepting it. And I think one of the um, coming with mistake strategies that I also share with my athletes I personally don't love, but some people love them And so that's much. why it's important to and still bring it, up. To yeah. bring it up. Mm-hmm. Um, are the using like, and I will say I've kind of tweaked this a little bit. Like the way we used to frame it was um, using four get out of jail free cards. And honestly, I've kind of just stopped giving that four number. I've kind of just mm-hmm. said like use get out of jail free cards, kind of like that plan monopoly in the sense of like, how many do you want to give yourself that day? Do yeah. you want to give yourself four? Or is four not a realistic number? Is it two? Is it 10? Like, yeah, I don't know. It I just don't depends. Care. Yeah. It's just that is a card that you are in your mind giving to yourself. Or I say, create some. Like, mm-hmm. draw yeah. some. Laminate some. I don't care what you do. <laughs> yeah. Get the Monopoly game from your house right. and pull the cards out. Because you like, know yeah. everybody has Monopoly yes, sitting yeah. in their house right now. Yes. <laughs> and use that and say, I am choosing to forgive myself for this mistake yeah. and I'm choosing to get out of jail free for any like harsh comments I'm going to make for myself or critical thinking I'm going to have over those mistakes and just move on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Right. So that's one of those, you're accepting that they're going to happen. That's why yeah. you're preparing yeah. these, right? And then you cash them in mm-hmm. and you know, that just is what yeah. it is, right? You yeah. are accepting the fact that they are going to happen, but I'm going to be intentional and purposeful about how I'm going to get over them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think with that, oh, what were you going to say? <laughs> um, well, I was just going to say something with that um, acceptance piece, like mistakes are going to happen, right? Um, it's kind of the whole reason like sports is a thing, like you capitalize on other people's mm-hmm. mistakes. And right. so I remember uh, one of my kids, I was like explaining that to, and um, he was going into like tryouts for like JV or varsity uh, basketball. And when he came back, he was just like, yeah, like, like that idea of like capitalizing on other people's mistakes just like really stuck with me. And so like when we were scrimmaging, like during the tryouts and I made a mistake and like the other team was able to score, I went up and I told them good job. Cause like, like that's the good whole, job. that's thing. how this, yeah, <laughs> that's that's how how this, this works. works. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, that's great. And yeah. he was just like, yeah, like, I mean, uh, uh, like in that scenario, it's tryout, so um, these kids would likely be on his team. Mm-hmm. So he's like, if they can capitalize on mistakes, I want them on my team, yeah. even if that's I'm really the cool. one making the mistake. Like, I like that in idea. that moment, yeah. yeah. That's really cool. I mean, that's a very selfish, mature, selfless, mature thing. Mm-hmm. These athletes to. just surprise me every oh, time. Yeah, like, every I day. think once a <laughs> week, I'm just like. Mm-hmm. 
like, like jaw <laughs> drop. Like yeah. you just said, what? Like, mm-hmm. can we rewind? Like that is, mm-hmm. I would say like, that's a new technique I'm going to teach other athletes and I'm going to name it after you. Like right. that's the, that's just the best when they say things like that. And you're like, okay, this is awesome because now I have a whole new way to think about this yeah. and a whole new way to keep teaching other athletes. And it's how like, yeah, it's how we keep learning too, because I mean, like we all have our specific sports that we do. And uh, I mean, we have a lot of athletes that are in different sports, but there's always like that one thing that someone says, and it's like, I never thought about Uh it that way. And it's like, it helps us grow. My favorite is when we like we all sometimes will have athletes at the same time. So all our office doors are closed and then we all kind of wrap up at the same time. And we're all like, guys, guess what I just (laughs) talked about? And we all get all excited about it. That's one of my favorite phrases is when I get a kid to be like, wow, I never thought of it that that way. It's like you see the light bulb going off. So Hopefully we had some light bulbs going off for you guys mm-hmm. today. Who's ever listening, whether you're an athlete, whether you're a coach, parent, however this can be applicable. Um, but the walk it over technique, flush a technique, um, five second rule, 10 second rule, be a goldfish. Um, and the positive, positive teammate. teammate and the get out of jail free cards. Mm-hmm. Hopefully some good things for you guys to think about. Um, if you guys have any questions, feel free to leave comments kind of under our podcast. And or if you have other ones that have worked for you, right? right. Yeah. I'll name it after you. Yeah, I will. I promise. Yeah. <laughs> Most definitely. But yeah, so I mean, this is something like this is kind of just our I'd say intro to it. I'm sure we will come back to this topic later on, especially if we ever get more things to think of or things to go down the path of with coping with mistakes. But Mm -hmm. we kind of wanted to make sure that we gave you some good ones here just out the gate of ones that we've seen that have worked the most and hopefully some that you can implement into your sport or practice or just routine in general in life. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Cool. Okay. Awesome. Well, awesome. We will see you guys next time. Bye. Thanks for joining. If you like what you're listening to, be sure to follow The Athlete Cafe on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. You can find us wherever you enjoy listening to your podcasts.